Oh, my bad. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. And welcome to the Monday edition of the podcast where we talk about uh, random shit. Not not stat stuff. Non, non-statistical topics and fun facts and opinions. It's too early to be recording this. It is 8.30. In, no, it's not even 8.30. It's 8.15 in the morning. And... Um, well, this is this on is a, a podcast. Sunday though. Oof. Uh, honestly, honestly though, like this is a podcast that typically records at the earliest, like noon, and more typically mm. around like six or seven at night. So this is this is early. Very much so, especially when you haven't had your coffee yet. It's a weird feeling. It, you you know, I, I was trying to debate this: of should I wake up early enough to have the entire cup of coffee before we start recording, or sip on it while we're recording? Because one would involve me getting up even earlier, which I really didn't feel like doing. But then there's always that constant struggle of like, all right, is is Corwin going to be talking long enough now for me to take a sip? Or <laughs> am I going to have to do that thing where you like slurp back way too hot coffee, scald your mouth, and then lean into the mic to just saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm at that point where my alarm went off. So we we agreed to record at exactly eight o'clock. Not exactly, but eight o'clock was our time, uh, which is when I set my alarm. So I literally had my alarm go off when Josh texted me, "Hey, I'm getting on." So I definitely didn't have time to make coffee. Uh, so we're just gonna wing this. So if I sound drunk, like I'm slurring my words, it's just because I haven't had my coffee yet. It's so weird that like now I I I, I get it because back when I was a kid I was like I don't I don't get the 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 need for the cup of coffee but uh, it's it's that little bit of comfort before your day really just deep dicks you. Mm-hmm. Like I always used to question the actual like real world effectiveness of a cup of coffee. I thought it was mostly like placebo, just people thinking it was gonna work. Um, but oh my god, it is a magic juice. It's wonderful. Um total side note, but every time I hear the word placebo, I always want to follow it up with the with the with the word burris. Like like it, it's Plaxico Burris's brother. Placebo <laughs> Burris. <laughs> uh that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh Shall shall we talk about some stuff? Let's talk about some stuff. So last night, um, the for for us last night was Saturday night. So Saturday night, a man by the name of David Ayers started a game, not started. Sorry, I should say completed finished a game for the Carolina Hurricanes against the Toronto Maple Leafs as. Both the Carolina go- Carolina Hurricanes goalies that they had on the roster went down with injury in the same game. Uh, so the way that this works is every NHL stadium, not necessarily every NHL team, I think it's more stadium-centric, but every NHL stadium has a emergency goalie. And this mm-hmm. happened two or three years ago in Chicago with a guy named David Foster, who was an accountant who just like played beer league hockey at um, whatever the Blackhawks stadium is and ended up getting into a game because both Blackhawks goalies went down. And last night it happened again, this time in Carolina, as both of the Carolina goalies went down and the Zamboni driver for the stadium (laughs) was the backup goaltender. And he ended up suiting up, played 28 minutes of hockey. He had two two goals allowed on uh, 10 or eight saves. Oh, 10 save opportunities um, or shots against, I should say. So eight saves on, on 10 shots. You got the win, um, a 4.18 goals allowed, goals against average, and uh, uh, tw- 29 minutes, I should say. And uh, a fun little story. Yeah, like I saw this on Twitter, just like a random, uh, like just a random, what's the term, tweet. God, I don't know why that word was so difficult to find. Um, and it was just, it was so out of nowhere. I just, I didn't even know how to like 
It was oh God. I really should have had that happened, coffee. What happened with David Foster? Scott Foster? Scott, Scott Foster. Scott Foster. Yeah. Um. So super out of the blue, just like this. And actually, when I saw that it was happening again, my first thought was not that it was a new instance, was that mm -hmm. they were like talking about Scott Foster again because this really doesn't happen much. Like it, it takes so yeah. much for both your goalies to get hurt in a game. Like it's so uncommon. Has it happened since Scott Foster? I th I believe this is the first one. Interesting, because that was uh, that was last year, two years ago. I want to say I want to say two years ago, but that could be wrong. That actually sounds uh, closer um, to the truth. That was March thirtieth, twenty eighteen. So, so yeah, two, two, yeah, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I had to think which, um, which uh, season that was because they overlap years. Yeah. What's a better uh, career, being a Zamboni driver or an accountant, when it comes to being able to, to uh, prepare for playing an NHL goal? So like, you know what's funny? Like, always at the rank, or you know. Someone who has a little uh, separation from regular life and the ice life, better compartmentalization of what he can do on the ice. So that's one of the things that I think is funny is like, is it basically exactly what you said? Would you rather constantly be surrounded by hockey and therefore feel as though you have a better idea of how to compose yourself? But that also means you feel as though there's more pressure because you idolize it a little bit more, possibly, mm -hmm. or have like a, a day job you're only like when you go to the games you're just there as like you know the emergency goalie but like a fan you know it's, you're not working them there's no stakes for you unless you magically get into the game which never happens so i i think for me personally i'd rather be the accountant because i'd rather have <laughs> the separation yeah uh I don't you know, know how you could you like honestly just, say just that. Like, on. just attack on real quick. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Just yeah, attack cool. on. If you really, really fucked it up, like really fucked it up, and <laughs> felt so embarrassed, if you're the accountant, you just say, "I don't want to be the emergency goalie anymore." But if you're the Zamboni driver, you have to quit your job. Ooh. You if you if you decide that I didn't want to do this anymore, you'd have to quit your fucking job. Pride is getting at involved. The okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, I get that now. Like, I could totally see that being a major factor. Like, you're working around NHL players all the time. I get that expectations are probably pretty low. But at the same time, how, how do you hang your hat high when it's like, damn, dude, uh, Ryan Reeves scored a hat trick against me. That's not, that's not cool. <laughs> What do you think is more surprising? Uh, the fact that this happened twice in three years or the fact that combined these two dudes allowed two goals? Uh, the in fact that... What combines to be 43 minutes of hockey. The fact that it was two goals in 43 minutes. Yeah. Um, just just for... for, for to even clarify it further, the reason it's only two goals is because Scott Foster didn't allow any. He he had a shutout. 14-minute shutout. Which, I mean, yeah, 14 minutes is 14 minutes, but an accountant shutting out an NHL team for the better part of a period is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I want to double-check which team it was against. I want to say it was like the Sharks or something. Winnipeg, who was really good that year. Yeah. Because that was um what's his face's rookie year. Um you know who I'm talking about. Uh oh, Patrick Liney. Yeah, Patrick Liney. That was his rookie year when he was on like a fucking tear. Uh, he's always been uh, you know, one of those streaky goal scorers. Uh I really hope Scott Foster was the one that like stopped it. Just cooled him off. Yeah. Yeah, when he his rookie campaign, you were like, "Oh, this is Alex Ovechkin 2.0. Like, this is going to be mm -hmm. the new Alex Ovechkin up in Winnipeg." And Alex Ovechkin is still Alex Ovechkin. He just scored his 700th goal yesterday. And Patrick Laine, I forgot his name for a second. 
<laughs> so that was actually his second season. Oh, was it really? It was, yeah. The tail end of his second season. Still, he scored 44 goals that year. So that's pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, actually, I guess speaking of which, let's make a brief comment about Alex Ovechkin scoring 700 goals. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't uh, something we uh, talked about. Yeah, we. I forgot completely uh, because it's too early for the shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes him only the eighth uh, shooter to ever accomplish that. Um, Mark Messier has a really hilarious um, Alex Rodriguez thing happening with it. Because Alex Rodriguez was, I forget if he was four or six home runs shy of 700 home runs, but he was right there. Mark Messier, 694. Steve Eiserman, 692. And Mario Lemieux, 690. All failed just barely to get over the hump for that. Uh, Alex Ovechkin standing clean there at 700, 700 and the uh, seven goal scorers ahead of him um, in ascending order, Mike Gartner. Was 708, who he will certainly pass this season. Mm -hmm. uh, Phil Esposito with uh, 717, who he will likely pass this season, although less less of a guarantee. But still, I would I I would say if you were a betting man and a Capitals fan, that it wouldn't be a terrible bet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I I think he will. That's basically like a I think it's a half a goal a game pace, which is certainly you know, fair for alex ovechkin that's <laughs> yeah those are numbers that you accept he already has 42 goals this year in 60 games so is it, is it really that much oh my god he's yeah. so fucking good it's disgusting yeah so if he did get 17 more it wouldn't even be his career high he has that 65 goal season oh my god that's disgusting which is and fucking crazy I know. God, he is such an easy Hall of Famer. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so he'll either end the season right above Phil Esposito or right below Phil Esposito. So either way, next season, because I'm sure he will play next season, um, he mm -hmm. will definitely be passing Phil Esposito. Followed by that, it's Marcel Dion, uh, Brett Hull, Yarmir Yager, who I always forget was just so good for so incredibly long in his 28-year-long career. Um, the man, Gordy Howe. And then the god, Wayne Gretzky, 894 goals. It's, we should do another Wayne Gretzky episode just to remind people how much better he was than anyone else who has ever played hockey. Seriously. So real, real quick, let's do some, some very fun speed math. So Wayne Gretzky played from 79 to 99 um, and, and got 894 goals. Uh, so that's a 20-year career. Alex Ovechkin has played for 15 years, 2005 to 2020, and it made 700 goals. Let's 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 uh, actually no, let's leave it there. Let's assume he gets no more goals for the rest of the season, just because 700 is such a clean number. Right. So that means he's 194 goals shy of tying Wayne Gretzky for the all-time uh, lead in goals scored in the same number of years of a career, five years. So just 194 divided by five, that means he would need to get 38.8 goals for the next five years to tie. Basically 39. That's not a lot. No, that's basically... Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> that's below his current pace by a good chunk. Can he do it? I, I think he will do it. If he played in four four more seasons after this year, I think it would be a little insurmountable. I don't think he could score, you know, forty eight goals over the last five years of his career or last four years of his career. Um, but thirty eight over the last five is that's very doable. I mean, he has forty two already this year uh, in sixty games. He had 51 last year and 81, 49 the year before. Like, he is not showing any signs of slowing down. The only years he didn't score at least 39 goals, because we're going to round it up, was 2016-2017, um, his age 31 season. 2012-2013, where he scored 32. Uh, that's That was a strike-shortened year. 
So there was only he only played in 48 games because there were only 48 games. So that's not fair to really count against him. Uh, the year before that, he also he only scored 38, so just shy of that number. And the year before that, 2011, 20, 2010, 2011, he scored 32. Uh, but those four seasons, one of which doesn't really count, are the only four seasons of his 15-year career he hasn't scored above 30, 39 or above goals. Granted, obviously, you would expect at some point there to be a drop-off just as age makes its ever-present appearance. But one, that has to be seen in order for it to be predicted, and Alex Ovechkin's not doing it. He refuses. He is still very talented. And two, I don't think Ovechkin's game lends itself well to the speed age decline thing mm-hmm. because the his iconic goals are one-timers. It's just him like posted up by the circle, getting a pass and just power fucking it through the net. You know, it's not him like doing dangles and doing like Steve Crosby. Sh- um, yeah. I always forget if I get the right Crosby. Um, did you say I, Steve Crosby? I did. Cause I, I always think it doesn't matter. I, I, <laughs> I, I think of Crosby stills in Nash. It's Sidney Crosby. And I don't think that Crosby is even Steve Crosby and Crosby stills. And I think it's David Crosby. Um, I might as well start calling him Bill Crosby. Doesn't anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Sidney Crosby is more like, you know, like a uh, dangle, weird shot, high possession guy. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was was like a, a Connor McDavid, like speed guy, as well as having a great passing all over the ice. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say Ovechkin's like not a, a good puck possessor or not great with doing other things. But I think that if Ovechkin wanted to slow down the pace of his game and become more of just like like lean into that aspect of his game where he's just like sitting by the circle and like doing one timers. And that's all he did forever. Um, He'd probably still score like 35 goals a year. Cause like he's so disgusting at doing that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so like, if he doesn't have much to do in that way and doesn't need to like, so he doesn't need to slow down. Like there's, there's no, there's no room for him to slow down except maybe the speed of his hands. But as long as he has the strength to like keep muscling those, those pucks through like, He'll probably be fine for another five years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless Alex Ovechkin really, his skating just completely falls off a cliff, he's just going to be able to sit in his office and slapping goals for a good chunk of time. And it's not like we've seen any indication of that happening. Um, I mean, guys tend... You know, when they start to decline, they hit a cliff and basically just fall off. Um, And we haven't seen any indication of that. I mean, you know, he scored 50 goals last year. He's at the top of his game right now. Maybe not, well, maybe not the top of his game, but very close to that. And um, I really see him going and again until he hits that cliff being a, a 45 or 40 to 50 goal score literally forever uh what I do you so. think what do you think is crazier about alex ovechkin's career the fact that he has 700 goals already or the fact that he's led the league in shot attempts every single season of his career but three nope shooter's gonna shoot that's amazing in in two thousand eight, two thousand the two thousand eight season, he had five hundred and twenty eight shot attempts, which is insane. Or sorry, shots on goal. That's even. Oh my god, dude, calm down. <laughs> Fuck, goddamn, one hundred and seventy five total shot attempts. Uh, I'm reading here five thousand five hundred nineteen. Oh, I was saying eight hundred seventy five for that one season. Oh Jesus! That's wow. ten a game. That's over wow. ten a game. Yeah, because only played seven nine games that season. Fuck! <laughs> Shit! Shit! God, imagine, imagine being a goalie. Like, right? Imagine being an accountant in goal, first time ever in the NHL, possibly ever in you know professional level hockey. And Alexander Ovechkin is sending ten shots your way, ten slap shots from his corner. I and you just got to stand in front of it and take it. 
I literally couldn't. No amount of padding in the world would make me feel comfortable. No, God, no. Is do you ever feel weird about like, like so? L- let's say five years from now, Ovi takes the the goals. Uh, I don't know, all time leaderboard leading list thing, record. Jesus fucking Christ, Josh. He takes the goal scoring record. Um. One of the things I always think about with that kind of stuff is it's weird when it happens because it didn't happen a long time ago. Like something about the 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 present time nature of it makes it feel weird. Right. Like, like Wayne Gretzky getting this like him having it and he him getting it like when I was a but a wee child makes sense to me because it happened a, a while ago like i don't remember it like that's how this stuff usually works um hank aaron beating out babe ruth for for the home run leaderboard that happened before i was born so that makes sense um barry bonds getting it later on in the steroid era also made sense but like i was uh, i was too young to remember that too really um i don't even really remember him hitting the 71 in 2004 and that was like relatively recent i was 10 i would have had memories but i was wasn't paying attention to like that scope of baseball really because i was 10 and 10 year olds are stupid um <laughs> as, as a man who works with 10 year olds let me tell you they're fucking dumb uh all of them even yours <laughs> uh but like it, it feels like weird when it when it's when it's current, I don't know. I don't know how to say it any better than that. It's something about having like these records be from before you were born feels right. Right. Do you no, I totally get now? what you mean. Like, uh, like an all time record you expect to happen, you know, so far in the past because it's a record and it's a part of history and it's going to last a long time. And you just kind of have that. Just, you know, mental thought of it being, you know, tucked away a long time ago. Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, not LeBron James. Like, I get LeBron James has been, you know, at the top of the NBA for longer than I've been a conscious fan of sports. But it's happening right now. Like, we're watching him play every night. It doesn't feel like the greatest of all time or someone who's in the conversation for the greatest of all time. But here we are, you know, 2020 now, I almost said 2019. And we have to have that argument is, you know, is LeBron James going to be the greatest scorer of all time? It's definitely like one of those things where you need it to age because it's just, not old it's just not old it has to Mm -hmm. i think be around for a while before you can really because it's so tough um so again another thing i wasn't alive for but pete rose getting the all-time hits um become the all-time hits champ that must have been super fucking weird because you're comparing him against ty cobb whose career ended jesus like 40 years before pete rose hit the scene you know like Mm -hmm. and obviously the actual counting of hits pete rose beat ty cobb but like then you have to have a conversation of was pete rose better than ty cobb and like that's that must have been such a weird thing obviously with war now we can statistically say he was not ty cobb was a better baseball player but like you have to sit there and be like well, fuck, like the main metric that we've used for so long of hits because it, it shows longevity. It shows the ability to hit a baseball, which is the core aspect of this game. Um, it shows like a small amount of base running to be able to like beat out infield choppers. The whole nine It got put on display by this guy. But like this is now and Ty Cobb played in like the formative years of baseball and all the pictures were still in black and white. And like that means something. But when it happens, like, as you are a fan, it's just, like, it, it's one thing to look at history, like you said, and have it be history, and be looking at it as a fan and think that this is now history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> God, I think I was, 
I don't know how old I was when Kobe Bryant scored his 81-point game. That was but late in his career, right? It was later on, yeah. Um, God, when was that? 2006? So it was actually pretty decently in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it was 06 against the uh, the Raptors. Yeah, so I was in elementary school at the time. Um, so I honestly can't say, you know, what is it, 14 years later now, uh, how I felt. But goddamn, I have to imagine if I was at that age now, 81 points in a game would be crazy, especially coming from, you know, a guy like Kobe Bryant. Um, I mean, we had 60-point games, maybe a 70 points. Uh, recently, just off the top of my head, like Devin Booker and... Uh, um, fuck. What's the other Splash Brother? Um, Clay Thompson, Jesus. It doesn't feel as historic as, you know, Ovechkin getting 700 goals as Kobe hitting 81. You know, all these crazy records uh that we just see now oh there's been a lot of 60 point games i saw a conspiracy theory on twitter like very recently that said um because there was no cameras how can we really know that will chamberlain scored 100 points and that's hilarious Uh, you're right that is hilarious because it very much so so will chamberlain (laughs) will chamberlain has the the most points scored in the game 100 he has the third most points scored in the game, 78. Um, he is tied for the fourth most points in the game, 73. And he's also tied with himself. Um, he has the seventh most points in the game, 72. Uh, fuck, Will Chamberlain was good. He has, And he has the 10th most points in a single game with 70. Will Chamberlain might have actually been God. Um, he, It's one of those things where, like, I honestly don't know how you can get around to scoring that many points in a game. Like, yeah. How is there enough time? Like, Kobe Bryant had to shoot like 28 free throws and make 24 of them to get to 81 points while going off. How do you have enough time to score 100 points? And, like, not even time. But also, how does the defense against you let let you do it? Because, like, in baseball, if you've got a guy that's just murdering you mm-hmm. uh, uh, as a batter, you start walking him. Yeah. And in football, if you've got a wide receiver that's just torching you, you double to quadruple cover him depending on the, pa- the package you're using and how afraid of him. You know, in in, in hockey, you, you you can you can put two guys on on an, on a shooter if you really need to, and you know you can buzz someone up. But like, what the fuck were they doing? <laughs> it would, I, I know in basketball you can shoot them from kind of wherever, you know, like like, and right. if you're really talented, you can make really far away shots. And they weren't it, back then. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like <laughs> happening in the '60s. Like when was the three point shot created? Uh, oof, you are testing my knowledge, sir. Um, probably late seventies. Um, three point shot invented. I don't know. Seventy nine. Nice. Just snuck it in there. Yeah. So, so the, further than that, imagine, imagine, imagine how many points Will Chamberlain's game would have been if there was three point shots. No, that's too many. I don't want to. Like too many for that kind of counting. Stupid. Oh my god. Ish. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Ready to move on to the. Uh... Next topics. I, I, I guess honestly, this was still technically only the segue into the first topic. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're, uh, you're you are not wrong. 
so then let's just go through we can just make them little fun facts and then move on to the other things that we the, the other small things nothing, nothing we had today was too large so don't don't feel as though we're going to be taking up too much of your time there uh but so david Ayers recorded the win in the uh hurricanes game that we started off the show talking about like half an hour ago <laughs> and he is 42 it's pretty old that is um now i wanted to know a, a, a couple a couple of things uh, i i didn't want to know at first but we were not we're talking about it and i want to know uh well, who's the oldest goalie to get a win in a hockey game in the nhl and uh, a bunch of names i don't fucking know but uh, i can i can tell you with certainty who was the oldest and it's a tie it's a tie between Ooh. johnny bauer age 44 played with toronto in the 1968 season he actually got six wins gump worsley <laughs> uh, he was a goalie with with a the was that montreal um mns i'm gonna say it's montreal minnesota Ooh, minnesota is also a good guess um mns is yeah the minnesota north stars yeah, so he was in his age forty four season. He got eight wins in the um, nineteen eighty. Sorry, not nineteen eighty. Nineteen seventy three season. And Jacques Plante, uh, who played for a couple of teams in the nineteen seventy two season, got fifteen wins um, in his age forty four season. By far the most gameplay of any of these three dudes. He uh, he played in uh 40 games whereas the other two combined played in 49 20 and 29 respectively and his wins 15 is nearly double both of their numbers as well it's more than both of them combined for sure since they both only got six and eight for 14 total wins and his losses is fewer than theirs combined although more than theirs individually but he played in more games so that's to be expected and he had three shutouts three shutouts at age 44 okay okay that's one of those little things you tossed in there it's like ah oh, this is real this is nice now this is interesting so in age 43 johnny bauer was also still who had who played at age 44 and got a win he had 13 wins in his age 43 season with four shutouts and dominique hasek who played relatively recently he was a detroit um a red wing in 2007 43 years old five shutouts Um, I f what what is like the uh I don't want to say rule of thumb, but like general. What's like the the bar for shutouts in the season? Is it five usually? Is that information you would even possibly be able to pull uh, off the top of your head? I actually, that's a genuinely great question. I don't know what a good like line of average is for for shutouts because if. So if we assume with normal rest, you play, let's say, 50 out of 80 games. I know there's 82. I'm keeping the numbers uh, easy. Simple. Yeah. So that means, you know, you're, you're, you're playing. All right. So 50 out of 80. So five shutouts would be one every 10 games. Does that feel like a fair ratio? That seems kind of high. Yeah, that does feel kind of high. I don't, I don't know. It could certainly be looked up, though. It's certainly. Um, I mean, we could look it up. It sounds like you want us to look it up. I want to look it up, like not today. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Because yeah. I did a simple search now, and it was not uh, not too fantastic of a time. Real quick, Dominique Hasek in his uh, age forty two season. So we're just going back one more year for Detroit in 06, had eight shutouts. So it means in his age Damn. 42 and 43 season combined, he, he, he totaled 13 shutouts. That's pretty impressive for an old man. That's, uh, I mean, that's why he's the greatest. And in, in his age 41 season, in 05 for Ottawa, five shutouts. All right, how many did he have at age 40? I'm, I'm so curious now. 13. Dominic Hasek. Show me, reveal yourself to me, Dominic Hasek. I know you're here. Oh, the list cuts off at 20. So I, I don't see him in age 40 because there's too many players who played at age 40. But 
Martin Brodeur only had two shutouts in his age 40 season. Fucking scrub. Dude, is he even good at hockey? No. He's great at cheating on his wife. Oh, got him. Low blow. Below the belt. Yeah, he ain't got nothing down there anyway. Boom. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> the jab cross combo. Set him up and knock him down. Oh, what a killer. Um, so this this then led me into wondering. I didn't know we were the... talking about Ray Lewis. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray Lewis. Uh, we all got jokes today. I'll fight you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, oldest pitcher to ever record a win. And what is your impression of when this player played baseball? Oh, 18, dickety six. So that was exactly what I was thinking. And how surprised are you going to be when I tell you the year was 2012? I was expecting like a, a a 98 type, like, you know, late 90s type of vibe. Uh, 2012. Fucking A. All right. Yep. Yep. For the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> 12. Who was it? Jamie Moyer. I don't know who that is. He wasn't great. <laughs> Um, I do remember the name. I could tell you literally nothing about him. Um, he has 49.8 war in part because he pitched from 1986 to what? 2012. He, he's the oldest pitcher to ever record a win at age 49. What? He, he's the all-time leader in home runs allowed with 522. Um, he... in. Out of his 25 seasons in the MLB, he amassed Cy Young votes three times. Although he finished top 10 each of those three times, he finished top five twice. He made one all-star game. Um, he has uh, 269 career wins to 209 career losses. His lifetime ERA, where did it go, is 4.25, perfectly mediocre. And a great like number three starter there. Uh, lifetime FIP of 4.47, WHIP of 1.322, home runs per nine of 9.3, which is quite bad, as you can tell by the fact <laughs> that he is the all-time leader in home runs allowed. Um, no, sorry, sorry 9.3 is hits allowed, 1.2 home runs allowed per nine. My bad. I always do that with these fucking numbers. Uh, 2.6 walks per nine, 5.4 strikeouts per nine. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was a fucking guy. He played four. <sighs> Seattle for 11 years, Philadelphia for five years, Chicago Cubs for three years, the Baltimore Orioles for three years, the Texas Rangers for two years, Colorado for one year, St. Louis for one year, Boston for one year, 16 years in the AL, 10 years in the National League. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> Imagine being like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old just coming up, you know, I guess 17 is a little young, so 18-year-old. You're visiting the big club. You're checking it out. You're not getting called out, but you're close. You know, you're going to be the next young phenom. And let's say you do get called up. You're getting your first at bat and your fucking grandfather just wanders on up to the mound and strikes you out three pitches. How much does that fuck with your psyche? Not Getting only that, with but a like, guy who's 49 years old. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine you are a young pitcher and you are desperately trying to make the show. And it's 2000, 2006. And you can't because you're currently log jammed behind then age 43, Jamie Moyer, <laughs> because teams need Jamie Moyer. Uh, need is a strong word. Hey. Apparently they fucking did. He played 25 years. Oh god. Ain't hold on, hold on. I need to I need to see something. But like that's nuts to me. Like it cuz it just like it feels like one of those things enough. that just doesn't happen today anymore, you know? Right. Because there's no need to hold on to a guy like that. Not usually, and like I get, I I get that, like sometimes you just need a guy, 
but at the same time, like that guy, <laughs> like like <laughs> him, you know, right? I, like Nolan Ryan played till he was super old because he was super good. Yes, Jamie, Jamie, what is it, Murray Moyer, Jamie Moyer, Moyer. yeah, he's not Nolan Ryan. You should, you should just hang up those cleats, hang up those spikes. <laughs> give it, give it, give it up, buddy. Uh, I'm trying to see um, who the best players who debuted in 1986 were, but I'm having a hard time with it because that's a weird thing to look up, especially on the fly. Because I want to see, oh, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla debuted in 1986. I want to see if there's any... Bobby Bonilla Day. Everyone loves Bobby Bonilla Day when the Mets pay him continually to stop playing baseball for them. Um, and I want... Because I want to see if there's any if there's any Hall of Famers that debuted that year. Because there's always that, like, fun fact that... Uh, I forget who the player was, but there was a, 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 a hockey player that played his entire career, retired... And made the NHL Hall of Fame all during um, Gordie Howe's career, which is hilarious and true. Oh, David Cohn. That was his rookie year. It was oh. Bo Jackson's rookie year. Bo. Uh, but none of those guys are Hall of Famers. And unfortunately, I'm not going to know. Famer. In our hearts. And in other sports. <laughs> Ew, is he in the Hall of Fame for, for football? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. He only played, what, two seasons? Three seasons? Uh, he's in the College Hall of Fame. Now I don't know. I need you I need you to look it up. I've... He's yeah, in the College Football Hall of Fame. Is he in the National Football League Hall of Fame? In our hearts. Oh, so the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to give you a solid answer, yes or no. Okay, I so I I can't tell if any of these people that debuted in 1986 were Hall of Famers, but I do need to look up one person because their name is ridiculous. Interesting. Okay. Have you ever heard of the name Jeff Muscleman? Josh, you just made that up. I did not. Jeff J E F F Muscleman M U S S E L M A N. I. Would like you to look him up now. I, I want to know more. I, I have it up. Jeff Musselman was a pitcher for the uh, the the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and uh, and eventually the New York Mets. He only played five years in his short but important MLB career. Um, in that time, he had a lifetime ERA of four point three one. He has twenty three wins to fifteen losses. He played in one hundred forty two games with two hundred forty eight career innings pitched. Um, an ERA of fuck. I always look at the wrong spot. Oh, I already said it. Four point three one. Uh, a FIP of four point three one. So exactly correct. A one point four nine six WHIP, which is not good. Uh, nine hits per nine. A zero point seven home run per nine. A four point five walk per nine. A four point five strikeouts per nine. This might be the most average player I've ever seen. Oh my god. Um. And, and. Yeah, he played in Toronto from 86 to 89, where he was then traded from Toronto to the Mets, where he played for the rest of 89 and 1990 before never appearing in the MLB again. And that is the tale of Jeff Musselman. 95 great name. Oh, my God. That's the best name I've ever heard for baseball. Yeah, I love it. Um. I'm just so taken aback by Jeff Musselman. All right. Anyway, uh, so Jamie it, like it genuinely sounds like something out of The Simpsons. Oh yeah, this sounds like like a like a bad baseball game from like the '90s made by Japanese companies who were trying to think of what American names would be. <laughs> you know, like before they had the rights to use actual MLB names, and they're like, we we need we need America names. What's we we got Jeff. Oh, Jeff, Jeff's big and strong. Let's give him Jeff, Jeff muscle, man. <laughs> and, uh, but he was a real person. There's a real guy with that name. He has kids. There are young muscle men out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. What's up next? Joshua. Oh, I just want to read out some more of these names before we wrap up. Um, uh, so Jimmy Moore is the only pitcher to 
uh, get a win at age 49. Two pitchers have wins at age 48. Neither which are Jamie Moyer, by the way, who did play. <laughs> uh, Jack Quinn and Phil Necro. Um, Phil Necro is like a super famous knuckleballer. Uh, Jack Quinn, I do not know who that is. He played for the 1932 Brooklyn Robins. Um, and then there's four players who got wins at age 47, and I'll stop there because 46 gets pretty long. Uh, the players to get win a game at age 47: Hoyt Wilhelm in 1970, Jack Jeez, Quinn in 1931. Today? I know Phil Necro in 1986, and Jamie Moyer in 2010. <laughs> Feels stupid. Uh, and that's that. Um, uh, you wanna wanna wrap up with some Tom Brady talk? You wanna talk yeah, about Ben talk. Roethlisberger throwing again? Yeah, we could talk some football. Uh, your call. You pick first. Let's let's get Ben out of the way. Yeah, so this one's pretty basic. Uh, Steelers official Twitter account posted a video of Ben Roethlisberger uh, throwing the football for the first time since his elbow surgery last year. Um, so you know, obviously Ben Roethlisberger throwing a football in a basketball gymnasium in gym shorts isn't exactly hard hitting. You know facts you know proof that he's going to be able to come back and perform well next year but it being you know mid-february late february he's throwing the ball already getting ready for the season good sign for him coming back for uh, next season steelers fans everywhere rejoice no more mason rudolph no more duck hodges um tom brady is I guess is is it officially him in free agency now? He is officially a free agent. Um, oh shit. Uh, I would assume so. Um, I mean, it's always weird timeline stuff with this. It makes it kind of tough. Yeah, I feel like uh, March first or something like that is officially the start of free agency. I forget the exact date for this season. Uh, it's always a little different every year. Fair enough. Um, I, I think at the same time. I, it's very easy to assume he is going to get there. I think um, the, the the Patriots even said like Tom Brady is going to hit free agency. Yeah, I just I don't know. Uh, March eighteenth, I just looked it up, is the official start. But yeah, I don't know if I'm the Patriots if I want to sign Brady to the kind of contract he wants to sign right now. Um, he's been very team friendly with his past deals and i just he wants to keep playing obviously i feel like he wants to stay in new england but apparently he also wants to make some good money still and uh i don't know if the patriots are willing to commit to him again uh it's it, it, yeah he's, he's he's in like the opposite of where most players his age or his age bracket really um, typically end up because most players mm-hmm. in his age bracket are looking to just sign with a team who are likely to win a championship so that they can go out on a high note. But Brady has won six, so that doesn't fucking matter to him. He's looking to cash one last gigantic paycheck because why not? Because like when you have six rings, does the seventh matter? Sure. Does it matter nearly as much as the first one did? Absolutely Ooh. not. So why not cash, you know, get that shmoney um, with like the Oakland Raiders or like um, a, a California team to go back to his home state or uh, the Tennessee Titans? Because like, why the fuck not? Um, I do have to start get going, but why don't we end with you giving me um, two teams, the team you think he will most likely end back up with and the team you would most like to see him go to? Ooh, uh, if he does leave, I think the most likely choice is going to be like, ooh, uh, maybe like the Chargers or Las Vegas. Okay. Um, Both teams kind of have reason to kind of push for a championship now. The Chargers have that aging team. Uh, Vegas moving to a new venue. Derek Carr is not exactly the the sexiest draw uh, at quarterback, and that would really boost uh, those money sales if uh, Vegas could get Brady in there. Who I want him to go to the most? Oh, uh, Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's hilarious. Just I I want I want my 
I guess I want Bills Jets fans to suffer. I want Patriots fans to kind of have to deal with playing against Brady. And I want Miami fans to have hope that they could compete and contend and just not get anywhere close, even with Tom Brady. I I think your likely options are are, are pretty good. I'll, I'll I'll but because you picked them already, I'll say likely the Titans because mm-hmm. they are in quarterback limbo and they in theory have money, so why not? Uh, and where I'd most like him to go would be the Raiders because that team would be fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, be be fucking uh, Mark Davis uh, owning it with with John Gruden at the helm with Tom Brady at quarterback in Las Vegas for a first year. It, they'd be weird and uncoordinated and bad, but also good. And I want to, I want to see it. I want to watch those games. I, I honestly just, I don't even know if I want to see Tom Brady in another uniform. I do. I, I need to know if he can do it without Belichick. I need yeah, it. I know right. it's going to be tough because he's old, and you can just if it's bad, you can just say, "Well, he's old." But like, I need to know. <laughs> you need to know who is the catalyst for the other. I think it's Belichick, but I, I can't hang my hat on knowing that. Right, God, I would love to just see like Aaron Rodgers sign with New England before he his Fuck like you. super Fuck you. decline. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Okay. I don't like Touché. that. Quote. I don't like that sentence. Don't say it anymore. <laughs> Listen, I don't want the Patriots to win as, you know, uh, maybe I don't want to say as much as anybody because you clearly have stronger feelings than I do. I just want to see, like, the full potential of great quarterbacks. I understand. But uh, I have to head out of here. So uh, what do you say we wrap this up? Let's do it. All right, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicyPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuiceTheNumbers at gmail.com. And until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.